the land is a lot older than us. There's also the living things that are on there that are also older than us. And so there are some areas that have secrets. This place is also an ancient place. It has some ancient spirits. So there's a lot of things that we don't know about it as human beings. And we have various stories, and these stories are a way to share with you about the secrets of Nahani. by the good people at the Pod Belly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the century of diversity. A study on the wise real 290 million people. It's called Hemocide. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 224 of the Iron Jacob Do America podcast. I'm your host today, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob Pete, and sitting right across from me is the Brown Recluse, Mr. Art Show. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions and millions. What's up, motherfuckers? You're in the house! Uh, you're listening to the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. Guys, go to kmancoffee.com check out their entire inventory they have the coffee beans they got the hibiscus tea they got the cacao butter uh they got everything you might need sweatpants hats t-shirts uh condoms coffee flavored condoms mm. uh they have everything check it all out type in america at checkout to receive 15 percent off of your entire total purchase um once you get that product tag us tag them it shows that you're we appreciate it, it shows that it shows that you love us Yes. I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm like blinking out hardcore. I just had some coffee on my way over here too. Um, but guys, check it all out. Um, and yeah, take a picture of yourself wearing the hat, drinking the coffee, drinking the the hibiscus tea, and tag us, tag them. We appreciate it. They appreciate it. And that's it. And speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you check out our buddy, our pal, good old friend from straight out of fucking South Africa. Guys, make sure you go to sukarapparel.com. Uh, SKR Apparel. Um, check out all their inventory. She's got a bunch of badass t-shirts. I'm always shouting out the Witchy Kitty t-shirt. Art the other day was, um, you know, flexing in the mirror on Instagram. Uh, you know, showing off that satanic shirt. It was, well, it was a bison skull. It's or just something. a skull, yeah. But it looks satanic. It gets, as it gets shit. a lot of stares. Yeah, from so I don't wear it. from the Mormon community yeah. or whatever. But if you want to be edgy but look fashionable doing it, guys, go to SKR Apparel. Or sukerapparel.com, get some SKR Apparel merchandise. Enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole Smith Bosch will do the Lord's work and give you 10% off your entire purchase. But guys, 
cut my life into pieces. This is my last resort. So vacation. Nose bleeding. Episode 224, the Papa Roach episode. All right, so Papa Roach is founded in 1986 in Virginia or something like Virginia, that. I don't know where the fuck they're from. I think they're from Sacramento, actually. Oh, gross. They're from Sacramento, California. You'd think they'd be like a lot more hardcore, like that whole Stockton area or whatever, like Nate Diaz would be like their fucking, mm-hmm. like, you know, bass player or something. Sacramento shit. Is, a, is a wild melting pot because it's so close to, you know, it's like right outside of the whole thing that's going on in San Francisco. Like, nothing musically interesting is happening in Sacramento. I mean, in uh, in the in the San San Francisco, Oakland area. Like, nothing really crazy is going on there. But, like, every, everything cool. Like, and I think it's a lot of because it's we live in that whole Instagram culture right now. And, like, but cool things are happening in, like, Sacramento. Like, constantly. Like, every, like, DJ and musician, like, it's coming out of that area. Except for Papa Roach. What happened there, Papa Roach? You dropped the ball. no idea. You guys suck. Anyways, <laughs> guys, we are covering the Valley of the Headless Men yes. in this episode. From the Nahani, 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 Nahani National Nahani. Park. You know that song that, what are you going to do when you get out of jail? I'm going to have some fun. Yeah, does, isn't there this part where she says like, Nahani, Nahani? No? Isn't, I got to Google lyrics. I don't know. I'll probably who, have to who revisit that, that song. I mean, like new shoes or like one of like those old school like eighties bands or whatever. Yeah. Well, you look that up, guys. Welcome to episode two twenty four. We are talking about the Valley of the Hellas Man. Art brought this topic to me last week, and at first I was like, oh, okay, what the hell is this shit? And I went to the Wikipedia page, and you know, I mean, that's how you know any scholarly research should start. Um, but and I went to the Wikipedia page, and it was kind of like a snooze fest. And I was like, okay, what? All right, what? Okay, this is like really beautiful, lush you know, mountainous area. Kind of looks like Mordor a little bit or something like out of the fucking Lord of the Rings. Um, like very lush and virgin land in uh, the Northwest Territories of the good old Oshkosh up north, you know, the uh, uh, of Canada. And um, it's a beautiful park. I mean, I guess uh, it, it's, it's land. You can't really easily get into it unless you, you know, go in, you know, by foot or by, uh, like one of those airplanes that you would see like on tailspin that like can land on water or whatever, like with blue, um, it's, it's, it's virgin land that, you know, has been untouched for centuries. And, um, you know, I was getting a lot, a lot of information about the flora and the fauna, like the endangered species. And there's this, you know, a, a tribe called the, the Nahani that has uh, been there, the Dene people, I guess, uh, they are kind of like what they estimate is like their descendant, like they're their original uh, people uh, and their descendants eventually be, you know, travel on down to New America and become like the Navajo. Cause I, I guess the language is the same. And that's all I really saw on the Wikipedia. It wasn't until like I started like dig deeper, like on the, on the Google machines that I found like the, the story of the actual Valley of the Headless Men uh, and why it gets its name and the lore behind it. Yeah, um, as I was telling Jacob, the first time I encountered this one, I had only heard, like, the first half of the story, and I was like, eh, that seems like not a lot. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to think of the, uh, is it the uh, the Dante's Pass or whatever in, like, Germany or whatever? We've never covered it, I don't think. Um, but it reminded me a little bit of that, where it's just, like, um, these, like, seven young rock climbers all went on this mountain and then they were all found like with like missing tongues and like radiated bodies and like burnt out eyes and like what happened 
that's it that that's probably due for its own episode but it reminded me of that but i was like oh but just two dudes like what uh, what there's nothing yeah. interesting about this and then you find out it's a long history that it's like oh this is like going on before that this happened and it's going on after this happened and correct so we'll get into all that i guess um but i guess uh you know, now that you know the what the the country looks like, and it, what's badass too is like you were, were talking before we started recording. Like, there's a waterfall that's two times the size of uh, Niagara Falls. I believe it's called yeah. like Virginia Falls or whatever. Very beautiful from afar. I would never go there. That is, I am only half white. That is some white people shit. But I guess too, like they have like these rocks too, like uh, mountainsides that are like all black. Like it's the most gothic shit ever. It's like something like that Katrina Jade and Kat Von D like would go like do a seance at or whatever. Right. And like, I guess like a lot, like the best rock climbers in the world, like they like, they like sharpen their skills, like trying to like scale this like mountainside or whatever. There's a lot of people who don't come back because of it. Um, but, um, it's very dangerous. Uh, a lot of, I guess like in the seventies, I guess the Canadian government was like, okay, I'm sorry, but we can't have a bunch of people coming up in here. So like, this is going to be protected land, you know? And like, even like the natives there was just like, Hey, yo, we don't want a lot of people here. But, um, back, like, I guess like in the early, like 1900s or late 1800s, like they experienced kind of like in San Francisco with like Soder's meal, like that area experienced like a humongous gold rush as well, because for a while it was just like inhabitable. Um, the only mm-hmm. people that were there were like the original Dene people, but then like a lot of people like from like Europe and like New York like started like you know sifting for gold out there. Yeah, I mean that's the time period that we're in. We're in a kind of a gold rush, northern gold rush. Um, but I would even say it's a gold rush just because a lot of people aren't willing to venture out. Like the land itself is like very hard to maneuver. It's all rocks and like heavy forest like dense forest super dense um as you enter the valley the nahani valley um you have to like boat in like they're even to this day it's not even an easy one to get there now like we're not talking about like a fucking like canoe or whatever like we're talking like whitewater rapids and shit like you're gonna need like a fucking hardy ship to like get through like that's fucking wild ass river and shit yeah so you're 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 boating into this 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 land and and especially in this time period, you're boating in with all of your all of your um, like mining equipment, whatever that wooden thing is called, to like search for gold is like a sifter. A sifter, yeah. So you, you're you're coming in with all this equipment, and it is not an easy it, not an easy venture. So most people aren't willing to do this. It's not like going to San Francisco. It's not like going you know other places in the world that have gold. This one is tough to get to. Like it's it's nearly impossible to get to. Um, so most people don't do it, but some people do do it. And this is a story of them. Yes. Those people. <laughs> so you want to jump into the most yeah, famous let's story? Go, let's so, go into it. Um, uh, around like 1904, uh, you have actually three and depending on what podcast you listen to or what website or piece of fucking literature you look at, like the story changes, but this is kind of like the story that's like has the most overlap. So I'm just going to piece it all together. Um, there's three brothers, uh, Frank and Willie McCord. And then like, there's the older brother, Charlie. Not related uh, to Padma McCord. No, not at Oh, McLeod, I should oh, say. Yeah. So, not McCord. <laughs> uh, McLeod. Let's edit out that Padma McCord. <laughs> she don't listen. <laughs> but, um, in 1904, apparently all three of the brothers, they made this dangerous trek, uh, to find gold up in them heels. And, you know, they found, like, a bunch of shit. Some people say, like, the first trip was unprosperous or whatever. Um, but 
many other stories say that there was a very prosperous trips with the three brothers. Uh, one brother was like, you know what? We, we did good. Like I got myself a gold watch out of the deal. I got myself a cabin and you know, the Yukon or whatever, or Ontario, Canada. And, uh, you know, I'm good. I'm set. Like, I'm not trying to be greedy. I'm not trying to venture out, you know, on this whitewater rapid again. But the other two brothers said, nah, son, I need to get a gold grill. Well, the thing is that they they found a lot of gold in, in this time period. So what everything I found in, in, in the, during this venture is that they, they found a lot of gold, but when they were actually going down the river, their boat capsized. Ah, they and, lost And they lost it. most of it, if not all of it. And then when they went back to try to, like, well, we know where all the gold is. We know there's a ton of gold here. Let's do it again. Um, and they couldn't find anything, so they were like, we know there's going to be a lot of gold here. Um, we'll just have to come back next season when the weather's good again, and then mm. and then we'll we'll get it going here. I know they did get a lot back though, because Charlie, I guess, like he had like you know decent amount of fucking money from selling some of this gold or whatever that he said like, no, nah, son, I'm good. Uh-huh. And he kind of finances uh, the second you know venture up there, and what will happen? Yeah, after but this. but yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, the whole crew does not want to go back. Which is it, Charlie that doesn't want to go back? Yeah, Charlie. Okay, yeah, he doesn't want to go back because he, I, I think to. From what I saw, it was really the boat capsizing did not, you know, seemed a little too dangerous for them to do it. And that's that's really, like, that should tell you enough, like, the the waters that you're having to go, like. And not only this. that, but, like, the whole area, too, like, it seems like, first of all, like, it's in Canada, right? And we're not talking about, like, you know, the bottom, like, uh, provinces or whatever. We're talking about the, the Northwest Territories, right? Like, this is above, like, fucking Alberta where it gets fucking constantly like below zero whatever we're talking it's above that like we're getting towards the arctic it's even above like places like in fucking alaska there's like some of the coldest places on the earth it's yeah. getting towards like fucking santa claus's north pole like so it gets fucking really cold like there's violent winds that you know whistle about and whatever and i saw something too um where like out of nowhere like it'll be like bright and sunny and then all of a sudden, like, massive fog will just descend, like, on an area that can, like, get you fucking turned around, like, to where you can barely see your hand in front of your face. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Um, one of the things that, you know, just to keep in mind, just to paint the little picture, as you're coming into the valley, because it very much is a very narrow valley that you go into, There, you're greeted by two, like, walls on both sides, and those walls have, like, giant caves in them. They're really high up, so most people aren't willing to climb them and plus you're going through this pretty violent river underneath so it's not like you're going to be able to like stop your boat and go climb up to these mountains so those caves are pretty unexplored to this day like it's not like they're super explored and that's the entrance of this whole valley as it opens up into like this even more violent river with like more vegetation and and that sort of thing but you are greeted by these like strange caves on the side of these mountains so not not a very welcoming sight as you're coming into the valley. Yeah, so shout out to Charlie for staying put. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> as I think about it, I'm like, why would you go back? Yeah, some white people shit. <laughs> yeah, this is some pretty violent. But uh, anyways, they go back uh, for a second round um, to, you know, get more gold. And uh, they go, it's called to a place called Gold Creek. And uh, that's, you know, where they were, they originally found their original haul. Uh, and they were going to, you know, get some more haul. Uh, but after a couple of years, nobody had heard from him. Uh, eventually, I guess like about a, a year into it, like Charlie was like, well, maybe, you know, they, you know, found a lot of gold and they're, you know, building a community up there. Maybe they found like some nice, you know, native women up there started making some like, you know, half breed babies and, you know, just making a nice little 
nice little cushion for themselves because you got to realize at this point, like there was a, a community close to there called Yellow Knife. It was like a burgeoning, you know, community, you know, taking advantage of not taking advantage, but doing the smart business thing of like selling supplies to like all the miners or uh, what they called stampeders up in Canada. Uh, shout out to Stampede Wrestling. Um, but, you know, maybe like, you know, they had bought some property up there and were like kind of making a nice life. And once they get settled, they'll write their dear old brother, Charlie or whatever. But after the second year, they're like, bro, we haven't heard from them at all at all. And that's very not like them. They would want to brag like fucking Little Wayne or Cash Money Records about all the cooking gold they got. Yeah, I mean that's those just those that definitely shows you like the time period how how things have changed like because it's it's a few like extra weeks where they start to go like oh maybe something happened to them and I mean obviously you know a few extra weeks of being out in the wilderness can do can do some damage yeah uh, but then it's like they put a they put a a, a search party to go back into that and find mm-hmm. out what's going on there. That that's this is really when like the mystery starts. So they they put this crew together in 1908 too. So this story starts in 1904. They don't go looking for them until 1908. Like that's the fucking crazy thing. Yeah, right? yeah. So they 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 find what eventually looks like the remains of a camp, um, and they they find they find the bodies. Yeah, in a way. So they find the bodies. It does look like the bodies have been decapitated. And this is the part of the story that I had heard, and I was just like, eh, you know what? It doesn't sound that interesting because, you know, if if somebody died, maybe an animal came and like ate the ate the head and just made it and makes it look like it's decapitated. And, and not like that. Like, you I mean there is a lot of wildlife like in this region. Like when you read the Wikipedia, uh, you see that there's grizzly bears, there's black bears, there's eagles, there's vultures. It's like anything and everything out there uh, that would you know, like you said, you know, be able to eat the head. Uh, but then a lot of people, when they were talking about this, they said it looked like, no, the, the heads were severed off, like there was a clean cut. And they said one of the brothers, it looks like he was like reaching out for a gun. Yeah. I guess they were camping out like on the banks of, you know, the Gold River or whatever. And he was like reaching out for his gun and his head had been cut clean off. And like the like the, 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 the body was still reaching out for the gun against the tree, yeah. And then the other brother, you know, whose head was also severed off, uh, it looked like he would, was trying to jump out of, you know, his his bed. Like, the blanket was still, like, strewn across him. Like, you know, it just, it was covering him. And then all of a sudden, like, he had jumped out and the blanket had slightly moved. And, like, the bodies were untouched from that time period that they got their heads cut off. Yeah, pretty freaky stuff. But at the same time, at this point, I was still like, ah, that could be animals. It could just be decay. Or even, too, like, tall tales. Like, maybe, like, the heads were missing, but, like, they were just, like, to make the story more interesting... Or like a game of telephone, like people just build the mythos. Maybe they just found the two skeletons, and all that was just extra shit added by storytellers. You know, you know, years down the line. Yeah. Um, at this point, I would like to put a pin in it and just tell a little bit of the the past story and what the native people say happens here. So the native people really don't fuck around with this with this with this land no. themselves. The native people kind of they have a name for this land. I can't remember what it's called, but the honey. The Nahani have a, like a uh, a name for like this like stretch of land here. Okay. They basically say that they see like <laughs> white walkers uh, walking around in, in these regions. They see like these like 
you know, strange figures that like roam roam these parts. So they basically don't stay out there like past nighttime. Like pretty much haunted. Yeah, they say that you know there's like they don't actually say if they're like actual creatures or like spirits, but there's something in the woods, something evil. Yeah, something evil that's in these woods. So they don't mess with it. The native people don't mess with it. They stay out of this region. But I think the combination of those stories, the fact that this like strange thing happened, goes back to town, and they're like, oh, something like bad must happen those like spirits or there was talk of the natives um doing that like what if it's the natives themselves killed them and like yeah took because the gold because yeah. there was no gold that was the other thing they <laughs> didn't have any gold there yeah i mean they found other stuff that they had like like ore like that that is valuable or whatever right like things like i think silver uh and some other things that they could sell like on the open market or yeah. whatever to make some money uh, but it was still there i believe one of the brothers had like a gold watch that was like hanging from like a branch or whatever um you know just th- there was valuables there to be had it's not like they got robbed uh, but it was just like almost like somebody like you know came and just like sliced their head off and left took the heads and ran um and on a tree, one of the brothers had carved a great prospect we have found. Yes, exactly. And so it kind of leads you to believe, like, so if they found a great prospect and, like, now they're found, finding all this gold, where did all that gold that they found go? You know, it's mm-hmm. just, it was all missing. But they were saying, too, that um, with, with the fact that the Indians or whatever, that they're the native people, the first people, um, you got to remember, like I said, like, this is during the gold rush time. And the native people were probably not happy that there was like all these like crazy like Europeans and you know New Yorkers and like all these people just like kind of like invading their land, fucking shit up, and you know digging through the earth and kind of fucking up like their this like ancient sacred land. Yeah, I mean, I could see. So there were there was there was a theory at at this point. I just want to point out the potential theories at this point because uh, there was a theory that the native people did it. There was a theory that one of the brothers killed the other brothers kept the gold uh and it was it was a brother and like a buddy right yeah there was a third person a scotsman i believe it was yeah killed them and then just put like some decoy body there for him to like go run off with the gold which doesn't make sense because there's no like further evidence that a like rich dude showed up later on to like capitalize on this and it's like he went back to new york and changed his last name to trump yeah (laughs) yeah i mean you never you don't know like it, it didn't make sense that story to me that's the one that le- makes the least amount of sense because no, yeah. it's like, dude, now you're solo, you're flying out of here solo. It's like a three man team to even maneuver these like this river to get the fuck out and of here. You got these hundreds of pounds of gold ore and shit, and like all your fucking supplies. All yeah. <laughs> it's one man team, yeah. Damn. But anyways, but that is not the last case that happens here. Yeah, and the the brother Charlie actually like renames that river. Uh, he actually renames it. Uh, uh, dead or headless man's creek and um the whole area actually be, starts to become known as uh, the valley of the headless man yeah this is where the name kicks in yeah um so this happens in 1908 and then in 1917 a swedish yukon prospector by the name of martin jorgensen um he goes out there you know because this story just keeps like snowballing like oh okay here this is really risky place but with great risk comes a great reward uh he actually builds a cabin out there uh same almost exact same story you know he goes out there um finds something out there worth of value uh makes a second trip back and is not heard from again from a couple of years uh, people go on a, you know, a manhunt to find, you know, his body or whatever. And as it turns out, you know, they do find his body. 
but they do find it um, in a burned down cabin, missing his head as well. Yeah, missing his head. And I saw this thing that looks like the the fire in the cabin started on the roof, mm-hmm. which is also very weird. Yeah. Not usually where fires happen. Yeah, I did see that too, like where they were like, okay, there would have been, um, you know, something that, you know, if it started from within the cabin, you know, it would have brought down the, the place a whole different way. But it seemed like it was from outside that brought it down. So Yeah, very strange. He is also found decapitated. Um and then so with all like, of his valuables still intact. Yeah. So very strange. At this point it's like, you know, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Can't be fooled again. Can't can't, can't, can't fool me twice. That's the thing. <laughs> um so it happens a third time. This third crew comes out there they're like, "Okay, it's been about 7 years, you know, like this is all like tall tales. We have better technology. This is about 14 years from the last one, so like now they have like the the Apple shovel where it's like <laughs> the it's, it's a better it's a better shovel. It's a the shovel 3.0 where it'll a, give you your heart rate as well as your uh uh <laughs> dude, now they got blankets that are like fucking thicker than before. Three times thicker, three yeah. times the warmth. Um so now they're going now they're going up there. They're they're like feeling good about themselves. We have a better team. We can do this. Uh this team is probably the least lucky one. Um so this team shows up. <laughs> this this they also set up like little traps around there because they plan on being there for a while. Okay. So they plan on setting up this whole like cabin thing. They they have little traps set up um, for like to just find game throughout. Like they're gonna eat off the land basically. One of the guys is like, "All right, man, I'm gonna go like just check all the traps really quick." And apparently the traps are pretty far apart because he's like. I'm going to be gone for the next, like, six to seven days. I'll be back in six or seven days. Oh, wow. Which already is, like, freaking... That shit would freak me out to be out in the middle of nowhere for six or seven days. You're about to say six or seven hours. No, he's out there for six or seven days. Then they realize, like, man, it's been, like, ten days. This guy, like, hasn't showed up. We better go look for him. When they find him, they find him, and there is... It looks like he was sitting in front of a fire, but his body is, like, completely frozen. Like, if he was just, like, frozen in place... And they're like, oh, he died from, like, hypothermia, but, like, he just died sitting here. It doesn't look like he was struggling to, like, stay warm. It, like, literally looks like he was just sitting there and he just froze to death. Like Jack and fucking uh, fucking The Shining and shit. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, that's really weird, but um, let's get the hell out of here. Um, that To me, that one was, like, the weirdest one because those other guys, they were like, this guy's an experienced guy. This is the most experienced one out of the three of us. And this guy just gets frozen to death out here, like just sitting there in front of a fire. So they don't explain that one. And that was one of those things. He was he was not decapitated though. His body was intact. Oh, okay. Um another yeah. one though, like in nineteen forty five, again, like more time has come. The Apple shovel three point is probably out by this time. Yeah. Like it's fucking it has a warming mechanism at the end of it. So it's kind of like one of those ice cream scoopers that oh, warms yeah. up that, so you can get the scoop of ice cream out faster or whatever. It's got one of those on it. Shout out to Steve Jobs. Uh, Steve Jobs is a great-grandfather for yeah. inventing that. Uh, but anyways, uh, 1945, uh, they find a part, the, mounted, the Royal Mounted uh, Canadian Police. Uh, they find a gentleman um, in his uh, sleeping bag. Uh, well, actually, they just find a, a body, uh, but a, gentle, a, bo- a gentleman's body in the sleeping bag with his head missing. And from this point forward, uh, the mounted, uh, the Royal mounted Canadian police think that there's a band of headhunters out there. 
um, because they say from the point that the McLeod brothers all the way up till 1945, uh, they say about 47 men, I don't think there was any women, uh, men have been found decapitated within the area. Um, I don't know if you have this one, but the one that was pretty interesting to me was um, this like group of, of men, and then I think one guy takes his daughter um, on this on this journey, and his daughter is like I don't know if she's like a teenager or like you know early twenties, but they all go on this trip together, and basically the daughter just goes missing um, out of out of the the group, and so they like they're searching for her, and as they're searching for her, it leads to like they come across like some like a cliffside. And they see that there's like a, a a pale naked woman just crawling on the rocks, like. Oh wow! And they're like freaked the fuck out because it's like, oh, uh, that's not normal. Like it's freezing out here. How is there just like a pale naked woman like crawling on the rocks? Um, and that to me was like, all right, yeah, let's cover this shit because that's that just crosses <laughs> over as like the weird territory. And what's funny is is like that's like not the only story. So like, what was it, 1945? I said with the sleeping bag headless dude. Yeah. From that point, like, everything starts to, like, the ball starts to get rolling. Yeah, you got the McLeod story. Yeah, you got the Swedish dude story or whatever. And those are kind of, like, the staples of, like, the Valley of the Headless Men. Because it goes from Valley of the Headless Man all the way up to the Valley of the Headless plural men um, after this point. Because, like I said, the Royal Mounted Police say that, oh, there's about, from 40, from 04 to fucking 1945, 47 men have been found with their heads chopped off uh, within this valley. And so, like, the story starts to you know, circulate more, more people like it, it brings in tourism. There's crazy ass fucking white people that want to fucking see this shit test fucking test God. They want to fucking hop, hop yeah, box yeah. with God and shit. Right. And <laughs> so what happens is, is tourism picks up those planes from fucking tailspin, the blue fucking flies or whatever. You get more of those coming into the area. And what starts to happen is, is they have this place called funeral range, uh, because planes will just, mysteriously just fall out of the sky like they'll just be on their way just and then just fall out of the sky and crash um there's like people that you know will be you know hiking down like there's no trails necessarily but they'll be within view of you know where people can like monitor them like okay those those two people they're just gonna go around you know the river bend and they're gonna come right back we made sure about that uh, but then just just disappear without a trace like they'll say that it'll be like footsteps like in the in the banks on the sand or whatever and then automatically they would just disappear like something out of the sky just takes them mm. takes them away it's very or whatever missing four one one exactly. Um, then there's also people that, you know, just camp out like at the beginnings of, uh, the Nahani Valley and they'll see like crazy, um, crazy things out into the distance. And this one kind of reminded me of Skinwalker Ranch. And one of these gentlemen said like, Hey, they, they heard like some crazy howl off in the distance. And they're like, okay, yeah, there are timber wolves out here. There is a lot of wildlife out here. Maybe it's just, you know, one of those things. So they started hearing it out in the distance then they started hearing howling, you know, getting closer and closer. And then they said, you know, everything went silence. There was no more crickets chirping. There was like nothing, which indicates that there's something in the area. The animals go fucking dead silent once a threat's in the area. And it got dead silent for two minutes. And then all of a sudden, this big white, what they thought was like a polar bear, jump out at them. And what one of the gentlemen said is he said he shot the shotgun like right at him. Just like fucking Skinwalker Ranch with that fucking uh-huh. crazy werewolf. And it did nothing to him. The thing actually got agitated and then just started like just uh, charging towards the other gentleman who shot him again. 
did nothing to him and eventually you know they shot him enough times that you know kind of just slowly started walking off not injured no blood there was no blood in the area or anything or whatever but just kind of walked off a lot like that werewolf that we talked about on skinwalker ranch hmm. yeah no that i i didn't think about skinwalker ranch when i was doing this research but it it does have some of those vibes to it like strange things are happening here obviously the headless men are, are happening here and then, they're, like I mentioned too, like with the Dene people, like they say that they're like one of the earliest, uh, like the the Navajo people who are in Skinwalker Ranch. Like those are the people of Skinwalker Ranch. Those are the, the Navajo. That's the Dene people. This is where they descend from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I I didn't think about about that, but yeah, that seems super super interesting because Skinwalker Ranch was one of those places that, like, you know, the government is very much. In, involved in in you know whatever happens there this does become a national forest so you are no longer allowed to like just venture as you please anymore mm-hmm. in this like the government does have it also makes me feel a little bit like oh huh, that's interesting that you guys just turn this giant section of the country into <laughs> a national forest um and they protect it too so there's places like all over that people are forbidden from fucking entering there's there's places that planes are forbidden from like flying over because you look on YouTube, there's like one video like where it's just like Canadian tours and it's like this gentleman like I've been flying out here since I don't know why I'm giving him a southern accent because he's yeah. he's very much Canadian but he's, oh don't you know I've been flying out here since the 1970s sorry but I can't go over this one stretch of land because you know it's protected by the government and uh, some people believe like it's protecting you know, some of the more haunted or uh, fringe elements of the park. A tribe Or containing Bigfoot. it, yeah. You know what? So Bigfoot is, I'm sure, do you have any more, like, cases? Um, no, we can just jump into, like, some of the uh, shit that's probably out there. Okay, so one of the things that, you know, I mentioned that girl that goes missing, and then they, as they try to track her down, they see, like, some random pale naked woman crawling on the rocks. I thought that was, like, fucking freaky as fuck when I first heard that. And I was like, dude, that is weird because yeah. it doesn't even, like, it wasn't like they they made up some story about a, a giant snowman or anything like that. Like, the, these dudes that are out there with guns are, like, scared of, like, a, a naked woman. And the thing that scared them the most was that it was freezing and it was at nighttime. Yeah. And this lady was just naked crawling on the rocks. That's some good-ass meth, man. I'll tell you what. Yeah. And it's like, you know, at this point it's, what, like, 1930s or something like that? Like, yeah, it's 1930s. There's no technology. It's not like she's out there like just camping or whatever. But you know, again, going back to those rocks and those unexpl- the rocks, the the caves that are in those, you know, as you're entering it, you know, there is a lot of belief that there's something living in those things. I never heard you had brought up uh, Hollow Earth before this. I had never heard anything about that, but I could see how. And I don't believe in Hollow Earth, but I definitely believe that you know there's caves. Mm-hmm. That obviously, that caves are fact. Caves are a fact. Put that on a shirt. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nicole Smith, boss, please put, make a shirt that just says caves are facts. Yeah, caves are real. In old English font. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. that that I mean, we know that there are caves, and we know that there's probably some really deep and unexplored caves. Yeah. I've always thought of, you know, we're obviously the, the, the dominant, like, land-dwelling, you know, um, upright monkey that like evolved into like what we are but who's to say if there was like a, a branch you know like even from the the uh the local tribes that go there the the ones that decided to go like you know what this is good land 
all we have to do is be able to survive these winters and live in these underground caves. We don't know. Like it's a very untouched part of the world. Like who's to say that there is not a like branch of humans that decided to live there and like possible because it, it, then this is fact. This isn't fringe. Uh, for a while, there was a lot of animals that you know they thought had gone extinct, like you know a species of wolves. I believe in the area, like up until way past the time that they should have been like there was woolly mammoths in the area um, yeah. obviously not like in 1904 or whatever but much later on you know in the centuries than you know had previous you know we had thought uh so there's all sorts of crazy things there's actually like a bear dog uh that people have seen there it's called a pliocerna perpophysis or whatever that you know the local people call the wahila mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like a, a dog wahila, bear wahila. fucking uh wolf hybrid or whatever uh, so, I mean, it very much could be like you don't have as many people, you know, coming in. Scared me. <laughs> yeah, my son was knocking on the door. Uh, coming in, fucking up the area or endangering, you know, the habitats of the many animals or skinning them or eating them or whatever. So things are allowed to live, you know, in their natural habitat much longer and whatnot. So, I mean, possible. Yeah, I mean, all, all kinds of things are possible. I mean, we've talked about Bigfoot. I think it's important to touch on Bigfoot because most of the websites, if you want to research this and look into it, Bigfoot is one of the things that comes up. Yeah. And I I always feel very, like, strange about Bigfoot because I feel like, one, the more and more that humans exist on this earth, the less and less, like, natural resources, like trees. We're constantly cutting down trees. Yeah. If Bigfoot was real, we've probably already made that motherfucker go extinct. Um, except for lands like this, like these regions where, like, there could very well possibly be, you know, another, like, ape, an, an, an American ape that's living in, in these regions that we just don't know about. Um I could see that. Like, I don't think that that's that far-fetched. I don't put that in, like, the fringe category. Like, there's constantly, like, new species that are being found, species that are not – maybe maybe that's kind of like a human-Sasquatch human, uh, hybrid type of thing, like, that's living there. Or, like, maybe, like, a missing link. Like, yeah. some, something between, like, you know, what we, modern humans are and, like, past, like, Neanderthals or, you know, subhuman species or whatever, right? May, not necessarily, like, this big old fucking, you know, Sasquatch creature, but maybe something in between us and, you know, our past. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it might have well survived in these regions. Uh, and the uh, the, 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 the Dene people of this area, they actually talk about um, somebody called the Nukyuk. And there's actually reports of a sighting of like these uh, human human like people. Now they're not like huge like you know Yao Ming sized motherfuckers or whatever, but like they're like you know about five feet tall, have humongous feet, but kind of have like you know ape like man like features. They were wearing moose skins, you know, and carrying around clubs, and they were going in and out of these caves. And uh, one story um, is that you know people were bow hunting in the area. Now, like I said, there's a lot of wildlife out there, and they were bow hunting, and um, to bow hunt, you got to be pretty close to the actual animal. And this guy like shot um, an actual deer, and uh, you know the deer obviously ran off. And you know you got to track its blood, you know, what, you know where it ran off and died to or was suffering at. And you know they were tracking the blood, and then all of a sudden there was no more blood to be found. It's not like the fucking you know deer, you know, all of a sudden got fucking wolverine healing powers and like fucking you know jumped off into the air and like landed on top of a. a fucking 100 foot mountain or whatever yeah it's almost as if something had picked it up and walked away with it kind of thing 
And it was just like, huh, that was super strange. Like, there's no way that this deer, like, would have gone anywhere. And they did see that, like, the land was, like, ruffled about or whatever. But, like, this deer was very much, like, bleeding out. All of a sudden, the blood, like, pulled up in one area and was just magically just gone. And they think it was, like, one of these nuck yucks that, um, the you know, the local people or, you know, mini Bigfoots, if you will, uh, that the Stampeders are talking about. Hmm. Very interesting um, I guess the other thing that people will point out is that uh, it could be aliens. Yeah. Because aliens are involved in everything. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's just like whenever you don't have anything that is explained, you just say aliens did it. Aliens. Yeah. Insert the fucking meme right here from yeah. ancient aliens. Aliens did it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's possible like in any other thing. Um, but, um. But there's really not a lot of reportings of, like, strange things in this guy. I didn't see that. I did, actually. Like, there was a lot of, like, I mean, granted, it could be just falling stars. Granted, Uh it could be, I mean, for fuck's sake. I mean, this area, when you start to get to, like, the, like, more Alaska area and, like, these forbidden um, Forbidden airspaces. I mean, it could be Russian planes or whatever. There's always report of like Russia fucking, you know, testing their fucking limits and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could actually be, you know, U.S. airplanes, you know, coming through through Canada and whatnot, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, These these lands that you know don't have a lot of uh, civilization. That's perfect breeding ground, you know, to test new aircraft or whatnot. Shout out to episode whatever we (laughs) we cover, fucking Area Fifty One. Um, it could be that, and people are just misinterpreting it as, you know, aliens and whatnot. But you do get a lot of sightings uh, in this very clear sky of, you know, unexplained flying objects. And to go back on the Diné, uh, they have tales of another um, tribe in the area. They have stories about another tribe in the area, people that will, um, that have masks, what they call masks, that are very shiny and what we would call metallic uh, that would, you know, go around picking people up out of the sky and then dropping them back down onto Earth without a head. Oh, wow. That's pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, yeah, aliens did it then. Right, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Case closed. Um, yeah, no, that's that seems pretty spot on. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't see that in that at all. But, um, but yeah, that I didn't know that they had such rich history of those things. Um mm-hmm. Man, I'm I'm scared. I want to go there though. Um, <laughs> um, I could see why people want to go to these places. Like one, it's beautiful. Two, it's not even to me like the like now. I'm sure most of the gold has been taken because some people did have successful trips there to to get gold. Like there were other. I mean, we kind of skimmed through them, but we're only telling you the bad stories. But some people made it. Some people mm-hmm. didn't. Well, there there is like that one town that's like close by. It's called Yellowknife, and this whole fucking economy is based upon people you know trying their luck you know kind of like a like a las vegas if you will trying their luck and so they're they're just gonna like suck you for all your supplies you know what i'm saying like we're gonna sell you a steak dinner for two times the amount or a moose dinner yeah (laughs) no isn't it like most most of the income in las vegas is made from the hotels and not even from like the casinos or something like that like probably i wouldn't doubt it i mean food accommodations travel you know what i'm saying that's probably like where most of the money comes from and then like gambling is like a tertiary thing it's like you just end up losing money yeah from gambling but um you mentioned earlier too how i mentioned to you before recording that there is a lot of hollow earth theories as well Oh yeah yeah 
Um, now this is more fringe. There's nothing to support this necessarily. Uh, but like you were saying, like once it becomes a national park, there's a lot of areas that are restricted um, that the government said, you know, the Canadian government says is because, you know, hey, we want to protect, you know, some of the endangered species in the area. And some of this land is actually protected land from the Diné people. Like we want to make sure that their their land goes undisturbed by, you know, fucking, you know, crazy Americans that would storm the Capitol and come in and <laughs> fuck up with their four by four trucks or whatever, you know, fuck up the land and whatnot. So that there's very much there's lands that you know you're not allowed to go into at all and it's probably more than likely it's just due to your own fucking safety like they don't want to have to scrape another fucking body off the fucking the the fucking edge of the valley if you will but a lot of fringe theorists think that hey like this, there's the entrance to the hollow earth in there and they base this off of another Dene uh story uh where they were talking about you know, there's giants that live in the area. So there's a lot of hot springs in the area and there's stories of giants who would like cook their like meals, like in these hot springs. Yeah. And like early Diné people, what they would do is, you know, to keep the giants from eating them and decapitating them as they would leave offerings in front of these hot springs, like tobacco or carrots or, you know, little, I don't know, fucking little treats or whatever. We need to cover giants. Like, it seems such a, like, dumb story. Like, every time I hear giants as as a topic idea or other podcasts to cover giants, but at the same time, it's like... I, I am interested in the origin of giants, like because every culture has its version of a giant. Like mm-hmm. I don't care what part of the world you're in. Your Native Americans have giant stories. People in fucking England have giant stories. You can bring on Copper Kelly. The time he saw uh, a fucking giant in <laughs> in Scotland, Ireland, uh, Ireland. Sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> but I'm sure Copper Kelly has seen one. Shout out to Copper Kelly. Keep doing the Lord's work. Uh, we can bring on Nicole Smith Bosch. She she saw a fucking giant in like in South Africa. They're all over. These motherfuckers are all over. Yeah. Yang Ming over there in fucking China. China. Like, there's got to be something. Like, it's more than just I saw a tall person and it freaked me out kind of thing. Like, <laughs> uh, giants kind of deserve their own topic someday. Yeah. So the the people they said that like there was a whole tribe of fucking giants that would live out there and like that was their mo is they would fucking, you know, eat the heads off of people if you fucked with them or whatever, right? Or if you don't provide the proper offering. Um, they also talked about how, you know, within this hollow earth, there was a tropical... Mind you, this place is like fucking, you know, how I said, it's it's in Canada. It's routinely, you know, below zero, you know, during the nighttime. And I think during the summer months, it's only about 20 degrees Fahrenheit or whatever, right? Uh, but there's these, these tropical lands, like where you get all these like tropical plants and whatnot, uh, and that's because of the hollow earth entrance. Uh, that also gives way to giant fucking beavers and uh, fucking wolverines and uh, giant wolves and all sorts of just giant animals that shouldn't be giant and shit that fucking go around eating the heads off of people. Mind you, this is 10,000 years ago that these stories are originating before the fucking McLeod brothers fucking get their heads chopped off. I saw something that, like, I don't know if his oxygen has gotten thinner over, like, the millions of years, and that's why animals are, like, smaller and smaller and smaller. Like, there's no giant, like, plithiosaurs or anything like that, like, and giant mosquitoes and all this shit. Like, that doesn't exist anymore because oxygen is, like, so much thinner than it used to be. So maybe they're, I don't know. I just, the giants thing. I'm still I'm still obsessed with the giants. And, yeah. like, the fact that you're talking about, like, these bear wolves and things like that, like, they could still exist in these regions, like, very much unhunted and, un, 
with no comp- competition for like you know that region of the world i'm sure global warming <laughs> global warming will catch up to it eventually yeah. and like make these motherfuckers go extinct but um i that place is probably going to turn into the next like fresno or something like <laughs> fresno quality like they're just going to build a fucking walmart there uh, the the belly of the headless men walmart like <laughs> um but yeah i don't know I, I i think that it's only a matter of time till like we just don't know if these things were even real because like global warming or something or like mm-hmm. deforestation killed everything off or something um do you have a theory of what you think it is or could be like what's the most likely thing for you i mean if it was just the mcloyd brothers and like the swedish dude like in 1917 so you're looking at like a time span of like 20 years and whatnot even the 1945 like sleeping bag dude like you can probably say like hey it might have been a serial killer like in the region because it's very much like you had it's for fact you had prospectors that were going up there stampeders and uh the gold what do they call it like when people the gold sickness or whatever right like Uh when people get you know it's very much a real thing where people uh, went crazy from gold dust or what if you were if you will right so it's possible that you know there was like some prospect or whatever that was getting high off of the gold dust or whatever and went crazy and kind of lived his life on the land and anytime he came across people you know was murdering people and taking their heads or whatever right that's possible um it is possible maybe you had like some you know frantic you know native person um that was not happy about all these uh, settlers coming into the region and fucking up the land, if you will, and, you know, try to make an example of them and, you know, fucking beheaded a couple of these guys. But there's stories that, like you said at the beginning of this podcast, you know, go before this and we'll probably keep going on after this because I even looked up, you know, more recent times, the more recent decapitation happened like in 1999, I want to say it was, and it's just like, yo, there's not going to be a serial killer just keeps on doing that, you know, from like 1904 till yeah. now. Like he would have died already up there. Um, is it some hills, the hills have eyes type of shit? Like <laughs> we just have like some crazy fucking mutants out there like fucking just doing this or whatever. And I'm like, nah, that just, that seems something like that's out of like a Rob Zombie movie. So I'm like, I'm going to dismiss that. I'm not going to blame it on the Indians because they very much have like moved out of the region and their tribe pretty much doesn't exist anymore so it's just like no i I can't put it on them uh you want to put it on um the wildlife out there you know a lot of people were like well maybe it was a grizzly bear and if you've ever encountered a grizzly bear they're very ferocious and it's like yeah but a grizzly bear is not going to cleanly cut off your head and if a grizzly bear is going to fucking fuck with you it's like it's going to make a mess like there's going to be a fucking there's going to be a a big crime scene and they're going to eat you out asshole first like fucking like like a Nicki minaj song or whatever right like it's not going to be like this clean cut head or whatever right no he's eating that booty like groceries um so i don't know i honestly do not know um i I don't know i'd be curious to hear what your theory might be um so as far as Rob Zombie. I'm still tripping out. You said Rob <laughs> Zombie a little while. Yeah, I, I, I wrote 52 Rob Zombie like songs in one in one 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 trip to the bathroom one time where I was like, <laughs> yeah, every Rob Zombie song is like basically like I'm a demon in hot rod. I'm a demon in hot rod. Like everything's like that. So I wrote about 50, 57 Rob. Every time I go take a shit, I write a different Rob Zombie song. <laughs> you need to start I'm selling to him. Demon. The semen demon. <laughs> they call me the semen demon. 
Yeah, get out, get out. Yes, demon, demon, yeah. Anyways, so anyways, that's uh, that's another one. That's another hit song right there. Semen, uh, demon, yeah. They call me Semen, demon, yeah. Hell yeah, Semen, demon. I like how you're saving your voice, too. You're like whisper yelling this. Yeah, I'm trying to like sing it in, in his style, but like I can't do like the roar. Like I can't scream it. Yeah, smart. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, as far as my theories go, I think that um, I'm probably going to say that it's local. Um, I think some of it's probably local f- folklore. I think some. Of, I think it's a mixture, a mixed bag here. It's a, it's a, it's a, a cornucopia here of, uh, of things that have happened. I think, one, it's probably just local folklore that's not that much going on there i think some of it is like animals actually taking the heads and like doing that the few cases and most of the cases that we covered here are the ones that really stick out i think the dude that's just randomly frozen there i think the the guy that burned in his cabin and like was found with no head that's not normal (laughs) um there was another one too like where the guy was found with like a match in his hand frozen stiff and his head was missing as well like he was lighting a match and now his head is gone yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things that are strange. To me, that that thing about aliens is always going to be interesting. Obviously, there's not a lot of like proof or anything like that behind yeah. behind the aliens, but it's definitely interesting. It definitely strikes a strikes a match, strikes a <laughs> strikes a strikes a chord with me uh-huh. um, on uh, on uh, things that I'm very much interested in. But um, I I just think that this is probably a really unexplored part of the world. And I think that there's probably like tribes and maybe like, you know, missing link. You said it earlier, the whole missing link thing. I think that there could very much be a missing link, uh, humanoid living in these in these regions. These caves are very unexplored. You know, they they seem if if that case of that naked woman crawling on the rocks is real, then I think that um, I think that they encountered something like that. They didn't say it was a Bigfoot. They didn't say it was a monster. It was just a woman crawling on the rocks. Um, I think that the human body can adapt to like certain over generations and generations. People tend to adapt to like really hot climates or really cold climates. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is like a, a branch of humans that have just lived in this region now forever. And now they're just used to this, this cold, cold. which is a thing. Um, I have a lot of relatives that live in Newfoundland, Canada. And the one Christmas that well, it's a couple of Christmases, but one Christmas in particular that I remember, uh, they kept, you know, urging me like, hey, you need to wear like multiple coats. And when you come off the plane, uh, have like some kind of head protection or whatever. Right. And, you know, some sunglasses because the cold will fuck you up. And I was like, nah, I'm fat. Like, I'll be cool. And like, no, you're coming from California. Like your blood is not used to this climate. And you get off the plane and Mind you, you get off the plane, you're still like within like like that that tube that leads you into like the airport or whatever. I could just feel my eyes crystallizing crystallizing over or whatever. Like it was like that cold, and like even the walk to the car, I could feel like like my tear ducts just like like you know freezing together or whatever, right? And you know our relatives that picked us up, they were just like you know in in pants and like a windbreaker or whatever, and I'm over here looking like the little kid from a Christmas story, like you know layers and layers and layers, and I was still cold. So, I mean, I can see that, like, and that's just, like, one, like, modern example of, like, oh, okay, here's some people from Newfoundland. They're just, like, really, like, used to, like, the cold. Like, their summers are, like, 30 degrees or whatever, right? Yeah. And I'm coming from Bakersfield, California, where, like, 115 degrees is, like, I'll be okay. But if they can't, when my grandma would come and visit us, like, in the summer, 
or not even the summer. It would be like March or April. She'd be like, oh my God, can you guys please put on the AC? Like, it, like I'm just drenched in sweat. And it was only like 70 degrees outside yeah. or whatever. So I, I do agree with you on that point. Yeah, definitely. You know, the, the human body adapts to certain temperatures, especially after generations and generations of like living in these, in these temperatures. Um, I don't know. I think that I th- I think it's something like that. I think that's something living there. I think it might be humanoid related. Could be a giant. <laughs> yeah. Could be a giant. Um um but I don't know. That's that's where that's where my heart takes me that it's unexplored and I think that I I don't trust governments in that way. Like I think that the the Canadian government probably knows that there's something strange there. And goddamn like, trust in Trudeau. Yeah, like now I'm just thinking um uh, oh what's her name? Mandy. Mandy is uh she's Canadian. Yeah. Uh, shout out to her. She, does she still have a pot, the podcast? Is that still ongoing or is she having a baby? She had the baby. I don't know oh, if she's she still doing the, the, the podcast. Though. Oh, yeah. Uh, bring it back. Bring back the podcast. Yeah. Wasn't it, did she have like 10 spinoff podcasts? Yeah, she did. A little geek lost and things like that. Yeah. Oh man. Um, uh, but yeah, um, I don't know that much about Canadian politics, but I think that they would lie to their, to their people. I think every government would lie to their people. You know, if there's like things that they need to preserve and keep quiet, like there's things that, you know, would bug the general population, bug the status quo. It'd be like, you know what, let's just make this private land. So nobody comes here and like hunts the three headed Bigfoot monster lives here. Just leave it alone. It's leaving us alone. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You can't go hiking here, but you know, we got to protect it. You know, the Australopithecus. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> He's a good guy. Don't you know? Don't you know? Canadian demon. <laughs> <laughs> Next fucking Rob Zombie song. I don't know, dude. Like, it's weird because uh, the whole alien thing and the thing that was tripping me out was like a lot of similarities to what we talked about with Skinwalker Ranch. The whole connection with the Dene people being, you know, grandfathers basically to the Navajo people having similar stories, having a similar language, uh, having these these tales of like possible aliens uh, dating back 10,000 years ago. Like that's interesting. And the fact that you brought up like the cave system, there is a cave system. It goes back to the 37th parallel, like where, you know, the underground UFO highway, uh, super highway, if you will. Um, It could, it could be very well that like, Hey, maybe UFOs or, you know, aliens are, you know, using that underground cave system there is a lake. Um, it's called the Slave Lake, in um, in this area that is like the deepest s- deepest body of water in all of North America. And it gives precedent to the the Hollow Earth theory. I was not able to find it, but apparently there's like tropical regions of this very cold area. I mean, you get into like the whole Hollow Earth thing the, about with the giant animals, kind of like the whole King Kong thing that you know we covered you know, during that episode. So it's, it's very interesting kind of this topic like encompasses so many other topics that we've covered. And my skeptic mind just wants to say like, Hey, these are just tall tales being told, you know, by local people that are bored. You get any, you know, group of people, you know, next to, you know, a forest or whatever, there's going to be, you know, myths and tales that they tell to keep people from going into, you know, this area. It could be, you know, Indians just telling tall tales just to keep, you know, the white, you know, stampeders out of the area, if you will. But a lot of these cases, like the McLeod brothers, you know, the Jorgensen case, and a lot of those cases, these are actual true, if we, if we take the whole fringe element out of it, like this yeah. could be a true crime podcast because these are very well documented uh, police cases, you know, in Canada, like these, these 
actually did happen. Like these aren't myths or tales. So it leads you down the path like, oh, fuck, like maybe it is headhunters, like a group of fucking, you know, serial killers up there. Speaking of Mandy, you know, there was a, a, a time period up in Canada like where feet were just washing up on the ocean. So, I mean, it's possible that could be like a fucking fe- a sex fetish thing. Well, that's happening on like the uh, the Vancouver border. It's actually also happening like the Vancouver and Washington. They, they like yeah. link up together. So it was happening on both sides of it. It was happening pretty often. I don't know if that was a sex thing. It was happening so often that it was just they didn't. They didn't know. They still don't know. They think that it might be, you know, once the body falls into the ocean, the body expands and the limbs break off. But mm-hmm. then it's like, why are only the feet rolling up? And why is it usually just one foot, you know? But that's the thing, though, too. Like, because I was looking like, this is kind of morbid, like, how easy is it for a, a, a deceased person's head to come off? And apparently it's super hard because oh. your body... Has I was a, thinking about how do I... Whatever you're going to say, I got to turn into a Rob Zombie song. <laughs> How easy is it for a human's head to come off? Yeah! Demons! (laughs) (laughs) And apparently, like, feet, hands, arms, and heads, like, it's very difficult for those things to come off, you know, post-mortem because there's so many ligaments, so many muscle tissue, just holding it, just in general, while you're alive, trying to hold it together or whatever, right? You have like this eight, this bowling ball that's like being attached to, you know, strings basically yeah. that's, you know, trying to defy gravity. So post-mortem, it's very hard unless you fucking have like an ISIS sword that's just going to slice it off. Yeah, it, that's that's a pretty interesting one. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of information on those. They just kind of happen all the time. It's like, oh, here's another foot. Yeah. They just keep rolling up into the shore. So interesting. But yeah, I mean, that region is... To me, that region is just super unexplored. Mm-hmm. There's not, I mean, I'd love to, like, have all this information. Like, Skinwalker Ranch, we had all these eyewitness sightings. Mm-hmm. The government's involved in this. Like, we, we Deuce just. Bigelow's over there and shit. Yeah, like, there's just so much going on there. That's why that, that episode was, like, so wild. This is just, like, why are you guys still going there? Like, obviously, it's fucking dangerous as hell. There's a long history of people getting their heads decapitated. Um, and you don't come back from that. They can't just stitch you back together at that point. <laughs> um, and so, um, yeah, I mean, I think, and even the tribes people, the fact that they have histories of like, hey, like there's something else out here. Like there's something else living out in here. Like at that point, I would just take their word for it. I'm going to assume that there is something indeed, some physical being living out there as well. Mm-hmm. Whether it be a serial killer or maybe just another prospector that's like, you know what? I'm just not even going to look for the gold. I'm just going to kill these motherfuckers and take their gold mm-hmm. and go down that road. Well, there was the mad trapper of Rat River um, who was a suspect. And I guess like they went to his cabin, you know, to, to question him. Like, don't you know, like, hey, like, why why you got all these like former Stampeder stuff in your front yard, yo? And like I guess like he shot like a gun in the air and like they all they started chasing him or whatever. They ended up catching him, shooting him actually. And um in his possession, like he had like all these like gold teeth, like from other prospectors in the area. Uh-huh. Like just the teeth. Like he was taking them away. Obviously that's how you identify uh, you know, a fucking skull is by looking at the dental records or whatever. Like even at his most primitive. And he had all of these gold teeth like in his possession. So I mean, he could be one of many that did that or who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's really hard to say what it is. I think, you know, the fact that it's so open for interpretation is the cool part to me. 
I, all I'm saying is I ain't going up there, man. Hell no, I'm staying my ass right here. I ain't go. I the funny thing is when I was younger, I always wanted to go up. There's a there's a certain river in Alaska, and there's been a lot of Bigfoot sightings, and a lot of people do this. Like it's a it's a like a whitewater rafting that eventually turns into just like canoeing area. Uh-huh. And I I've always wanted to do that. Like just end up at the lake and just canoe around there. Maybe not the whitewater rafting. That seems a little violent. I don't want. It's a little too scary for me. <laughs> I don't really even like doing a Splash Mountain. But um, <laughs> but uh, the canoe part to me is like cool. But I always wanted to like just go up there and like spend like a week up there and just like live off the land and like eat some some salmon or whatever. Like I always thought that was really cool. Um, and I always thought like, man, that's pretty rugged living. Like that's badass. Like I want to do that one day in my life. But this is like a whole different level where it's like you can't live here. Like this is like yeah. everything is rocks and demons and like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> there's like there's a goddamn Rob Zombie demon up in that mountain. <laughs> rocks and demons. <laughs> like everything's too intense. Like there is no like oh, I guess I'll just take a picture here and like draw my little sit here by the lake and draw some Some little, happy trees. Yeah, like my little what's that Bob Ross Bob yeah. Ross painting and just chill here and drink some coffee and then go hunt for some fucking fishes really quick go fishing maybe take a picture of this uh fucking po- grizzly bear teaching her mom how to hunt me down and kill me and like <laughs> you know but it's like that was like that's one level this is a whole different level of intensity yeah i ain't doing that shit oh, um, i always get the feeling too I don't like being in desolated areas like that. Even like on our way back from solving uh, last week, like you have to drive through like this big old patch of like just like just desolate like land or whatever, right? And you'll get like a random ranch, like a cattle ranch or whatever. And there's like no cell phone service, right? Like she has AT&T, I have T-Mobile. Apparently both of them state like the biggest coverage in all of America. Like there was like no coverage like whatsoever, right? And I was just like, man, that would suck. Like if you had like a heart attack or like, you fell down and you couldn't get up or like just like a, just a regular everyday like accident or whatever. Like even like just going to the doctor, like, Hey dude, like I haven't pooped like in a while. Like, can you give me some like cream I can stick on my butt? Like, so I can go caca. <laughs> like even just like that, like would be like a fucking trek. Like, so I hate desolate areas like that. God forbid, like some fucking, you know, fucking serial killer or fucking madman, you know, came and killed you. Like, you wouldn't be discovered for, like, fucking months, if oh, not no, years. You're, like You're done, bro. Yeah, I, I want a proper burial. I ain't trying to fucking roam the fucking earth and haunt people and shit just because I didn't have a fucking proper burial, like, within the amount of time. So I don't like desolate places like that. Like, you can, you can count me out. If anybody wants to invite me to a trip to one of those places, you can count me out on that shit. I... I- I do like those desolate places, but at the same time, I can see why somebody wouldn't. Like, definitely, mm-hmm. like they're they're definitely dangerous. They're definitely like that. I was I was actually just thinking about this the other day because I was watching uh, this movie called Crawl, and the movie's not that spectacular, but it's basically like a hurricane's hitting Florida, and like all the alligators are swimming into the into like you know the land. So like now, oh, that's scary. Alligators dude. are everywhere, um, and I was thinking like. You know, like one of the things that I think is cool is like whenever you go hiking or whenever you go, like you're not in control anymore. Like you're not in your land. Like don't pretend that like you you own this shit. Like you have to be respectful of everything around you. Every fucking step could be a rattlesnake there. So you have to just constantly be like, you know, this is not Instagram country. This is like, <laughs> this is snake country. This is like fucking. No country for fucking yeah, Instagram. Like, this, is, this is like you very much have to be like on on alert at all times. And I think that there is a little bit of beauty 
attached to that, it connects you to, to like the reality that, you know, you're at the end of the day, you're just like a human and you're just, you know, it, shit can go down, down the drain really quickly. Um, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you, you don't want to live in that constantly. Like that shit would be like, a as much as I, I love it and I think it's beautiful and I, I, I love those elements of it. Um, but yeah, I can see how that's kind of not, <laughs> yeah, I need to be within a fucking, it was like down the street from a Taco Bell, man, at least. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. So, uh, with that said, Art, you got anything else you want to add to this? Uh, no, just make sure to tell your mama, your boo-boo too. Uh, shall Elizabeth Jackman, shall Elizabeth Warren. Let's stress that point. How about this? Like after every podcast, like let's, anybody that's listening to this and makes it to this far in the podcast or whatever, like tell at least one friend uh, about this podcast. Like rate and review. Yes. Why doesn't anybody rate and review anymore, dude? I'm looking at fucking. Why don't you give us a Yelp review? Put us. Was, that's all I care about is a Yelp review. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, I, I'm thinking about. I'll tell you about this after the podcast, but I, I, I'm, I'm thankful if you've made it this far into the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this. Please, please at least review us. Get. Five stars? Is it five stars the highest that it goes? Yeah. Is it four stars? Give us five stars. Give us the the highest amount of stars. Write a review. Tell us. Put Give us five stars, but then tell us, like, why we suck. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, and that's all I ask for. That's all Jesus can ask for. Yes, at this time. Uh, so shout out to Jesus, right? Our personal. Oh, Lord. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus uh, in his podcast, The Words Are Hard, and Jordan Olguin, as well as David Olguin's podcast, uh, El Gordo Entertainment. Um, as well as another Jesus out there, Jesus Gutierrez. He's been powering through from episode one. I believe he said he's on episode 166 right now or whatever. Uh, shout out to you, dude. Like, he even changed in his Instagram. He said that, you know, he, he put like, you know, I'm, I'm a believer of God, country, family. And I am, and he put in there, he like tagged me and he's like, dude, look, I changed my bio. And he put one of the millions. And I'm oh, like, dude, man. that's fucking awesome, dude. So I want to see some more love like that. So shout out to you. Um, if you want to be a badass like, like that, <laughs> you can change your bio or you can go to the Patreon. Uh, check us out on Patreon every single week. Head on over there. Donate $1. Donate $5. Donate whatever, however much you want. But $1 a month, that's all we ask for. Uh, we'll get you four bonus episodes every week. And every week, it, it's, I say like nine times out of ten, that episode ends up being more fire than the actual episode. But it's so far, it's almost been like a ten out of a ten. Like the, those those Patreon episodes yeah. are more interesting probably <laughs> than the actual episode. So if you want to hear some more interesting stuff, if we get a little bit more personal. It's not like we give like secret topics or anything like that. I believe this, this the secret of the ooze. Yeah, we talk about the secret of the ooze. We get we find out like where the fuck Toka and Razor came from. Why it wasn't Bebop and Rock City? No, but uh, we get a little bit more personal. We we talk more, we shoot more from the hip and talk more from the heart. Uh, so go on over there if you like us and want to hear some more about us go to the Patreon donate $1 you get those four bonus episodes every month uh, if you really want to support us guys go to the tpublic tpublic.com uh, check out some of our merch check out our four designs that we currently have up um, like I said uh, buying a t-shirt will probably give us like 25 cents towards helping the podcast uh, but what it really does is it helps advertise our show so if you're out in the world you're out buying some cacahuates or buying some avocados for a fucking dinner or whatever and somebody at the grocery store sees that you are wearing an Art and Jacob Do America t-shirt somebody's going to want to check that out they're going to check out our podcast and that helps us tremendously so go on over there uh, follow us on all the Instagrams at Art and Jacob Do America except for Twitter we are at Art and Jacob Do A1 um, we are also members of the Podbelly Network 
So if you like our podcast and want to check out other great podcasts, I highly recommend going over there. We mentioned on the Patreon our our fathers, if you will, uh, at the Sofa King podcast. You know they've been putting together some badass uh, podcasts over there, as well as my homeboy Eddie. You know he's been interviewing um, you know some rock stars every single week. He always he's always hanging out with somebody. Um, I believe like yesterday he was at the beach with Adam D from Kill Switch Engage. Uh, they were, you know, mating their French bulldogs or some shit. But I think this week he actually has John Five uh, from the Rob Zombie on there. So check that out. Um, he's, I support everything that he does. Uh, but other than that, Art, that's all I gotta say, man. That's it, man. That's all I got. Yeah. So with that said, everybody, stay out of them hills and have a good night. Good night.